Welcome to the Wisdom Coalition podcast designed to show you how to propel your mindset so you can find more joy in every aspect of your life. Thank you for joining us as we share teachings from positive psychology and wisdom from health and wellness experts to help you flourish and thrive in life. If cultivating an inner world of peace is what you're interested in, you are in the right place. Special thanks to WFMZ-TV. I'm Nancy Wertine. And I'm Kim Howie. Today's episode is brought to you by Perfect Six Marketing. Perfect Six Marketing is a trustworthy marketing extension of your business, bringing your brand to the world. For more information, go to PerfectSixMarketing.com. All right. Well, saying hello to Today's to hmm, Skogas, Sweden, <laughs> Lagos, Nigeria, and Canberra, Australia. Ooh, and greetings <laughs> to Reading, Connecticut, Everett, Washington, and Willingboro, New Jersey. All right. So you remember with that newsletter we wrote where I said that I wished I had a red light, green light system in my kitchen so I would know when it was safe <laughs> to take my bra off at the end of the day? Yeah. <laughs> Because you know how that is. You get home, you whip that bra right the heck off, and then your teenager walks in like a half hour later with a group of friends, two of them boys. Oh now you're like, oh, I needed to leave that on. Where's the red light, green light system? Stop. You are so hilarious. <laughs> I can't with that. Well, I'm realizing now that I don't need the red light, green light system anymore because now I'm an empty nester. Oh. And that's a good thing because my husband really didn't know how to get that done. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, if your husband's anything like my husband, he doesn't really understand the need for it anyway. He's like, I don't know. Just whip it off anytime. Leave it off. Who cares? <laughs> oh, geez. Well, it's a lot of revelations when you have an empty nest of the things you don't need and the things you do need. But, you know, I'm as we've talked about, I'm trying to figure out this new life and be positive and formulate a way that, uh, you know, it's going to work for everybody, but also, you know, what do I want? And trying to make that happen. Gosh, you know? I, yeah, I understand that because, you know, I have a senior and mm -hmm. I'll be an empty nester too soon. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're both in the time of change and trying to figure out what's next for us. And, you know, we've talked before about the law of attraction and trying to attract yeah. what you want. And, you know, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And so we have, are you ready for this? A manifestation coach standing by to help us out. She is Kathleen Cameron, a success and manifestation coach who through her Diamond Academy coaching, she helps people attract more love, money, and success into their lives. Thanks so much, much for joining us, Kathleen. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. So Kathleen, before we get started talking about what you teach, let's just learn a little bit about you. So three years ago, you were a registered nurse. But then you yep. realized that you wanted to do something different. So what changed for you? You know, it was really interesting because I started to pay attention to other women that I was seeing around me that were stepping into like online business. They were becoming entrepreneurs. They were kind of doing these little side hustles. And that intrigued me. It interested me. And so I started doing that myself. Uh, very quickly realizing that, hey, it's very much possible to have more joy, to make more money, and to impact people in a bigger way without necessarily continuing to be a nurse. So um, I left nursing to do my online business, and then I started coaching and mentoring people, and that's where I've now transitioned into fully into the coaching role now. Mm, awesome. Well, I know that... Um... I saw a little uh, it was a little YouTube video that you did, and you, you said this line that I wrote down. You said, being burned out and uninspired is not a natural state, but something that you continually choose. So you can choose a different reality. 
tell me yeah. a little bit about that. How do we how do we choose to be uninspired and burned out? It's such an interesting thing because when I think about the things that are automatic in my life that keep happening, the thoughts, the feelings, the way I behave, the habits, um, I really started to unpack where those came from. And a lot of that is learned behavior. Mm. And so what I mean by that is we saw someone else do it. So we do it. We see somebody else experiencing stress. So we learn to stress. Mm. And then that stress becomes our normal state of being. Stress isn't something we have. Stress is something that we do. We engage in it. We give it more energy. So you have a tight deadline. You worry about your deadline. You keep thinking about it. Um, that creates the stress. Whereas if you have a, a positive mindset ar- around your deadline and you're excited and you get it done, it's not stressful at all. So um, it really has a lot to do with what you learned. And so for me, it was this process of unlearning all of those things that kept me uninspired, that kept me burnt out, kept me tired, and asking how would I love to feel in my everyday life and moving more towards that. Mm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, and I wrote down stress is something we do not have. I thought that was really profound. So thank you for sharing that. And I know in your book, Mm -hmm. Becoming the One, you know, it's basically a roadmap to understanding, you know, how we can attract the life we want. So where do we begin with that? Mm. I always say that uh, the start of attracting something into your life is understanding that you are already doing that. So many people think that you're going to turn a switch on, the Mm. magnet is going to turn on, I'm going to start attracting today. No, you've always been attracting, you've always been asking, so to speak, for things. Mm. And you ask for those things in the energy or the vibration or the emotion that you're in. So when you're asking for uh, displeasure, when you're asking uh, for unhappiness, when you're asking for sadness, um, that's how you, the universe will respond and give you that. So what I mean by that is if you're someone who finds themselves unhappy or sad or displeased with life, you are in fact attracting more of that into your life. And then you will see more of that. So more negative things that will make you uninspired, unhappy, um, mm-hmm. and to lack gratitude. So once you see that, you can say, oh, this isn't what I've wanted to attract. And then you can say, okay, so what would I like to attract then? What would I love to be different around me? And that you can then impact your emotional state to then attract more of those things. So that's why gratitude is so, so powerful because it shifts the emotion that you're in and then the attraction or the magnet that you have on. So we really have to examine like what we're thinking about and how we're sort of framing that in our minds as I understand what you're saying, correct? Absolutely. And so many people want to attract into their life but they aren't aware of what they're currently thinking. And so they just think, okay, well, I'm going to start thinking positively from today and it'll be okay. But there's still these underlying beliefs that you hold that have you thinking a certain way. And so um, when you start to release those limiting beliefs that you hold, 
this is where you can change everything. So I have, uh, you mentioned the YouTube. I, I have a really great, <clears throat> I have a really great YouTube video on self-love. And one of the things that I have found was the moment that I started to love my body today, the way it is right now changed everything. It changed the way I see myself, my confidence level, uh, the way I interact with people on a daily basis. One simple change in my belief about myself changed all of the subsequent emotions that I was feeling every single day. That's so powerful. And I know that you're a proponent of mirror work, as are we at the Wisdom Coalition. So, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts on mirror work and how you use it on a daily basis. Oh, mirror work is so powerful. Um, When I first started in mirror work, I really, really did not like it because I wasn't used to it. <laughs> I, I actually found myself, what I did notice, in fact, was that I would avoid mirrors. So to actually stand in front of a mirror, look myself in the eyes and, and look at my body, especially all parts of my body, parts that I wouldn't normally look at, um, was really, really profound. It was very uncomfortable. But those moments when I first started doing that intentionally were the first moments that I actually saw myself mm. for what for who I really am the divine version of myself within started to show through and then what I really love about mirror work is I tell myself empowering things in front of that mirror now whereas every time I stood in front of a mirror before it was a thought that was not nice mm. so now it's intentionally saying wow, Kathleen, look at how beautiful your hips are and your curves are. And look at how clear your skin is today. And look at this this aura coming off you today, this beautiful energy. And I really tell myself things that make me feel good about me. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, you know, Kim introduced me to mirror work and uh, it's a, you're right. It's a struggle. And we've, uh, we've done it with groups of women at retreats and, um, you know, doing it in a group is really powerful, too, because mm-hmm. it's sort of like, you know, it's one thing to do it by yourself, to have enough confidence to do it by yourself. But it's another thing to do it with other folks. And Kim came up with a great idea when we do it where we provide mirrors that only show your eyes at mm-hmm. first, at first, you know, just yeah. to try to ease people into it. Because, you know, Kim reminded us, she said, you know, as women, many times we're going to, if we give a bigger mirror, then they're looking, oh, my hair isn't right. My, you know, I don't like this. I don't like that. So we yeah. try to, we try to get people to start with just your eyes, you know, and then, and then broaden it out. But you're right. That's an incredible way to, um, to really try to, to, to help yourself. So as I am understanding you, you know, it really kind of starts with taking a look inside of ourselves before we can try to figure out how to attract what we want. Absolutely. And the best thing that I ever heard, and I I only heard this a few years ago, I mean, I just turned 40 this year. So I think I was probably 37 when I heard this and really understood it, that we are not our body, we are in our body. Mm. And when I, when I let Mm. that sink in, I was like, Oh, hold on, like, you're telling me that my body really has nothing to do with anything. It's just the vessel I'm in. Mm. Like, wait, hold on. And so when I say, like, I really looked in the mirror and saw myself, I mean, I really saw that there is much more to me than, than this vessel or whether I have makeup on or my hair is done, you know, all those things, Mm. it does not impact anything. 
And I just released a lot of limitations around it. Yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah. We both wrote that <laughs> I know. down. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, and so mirror work, like I said, we, you know, we, we have introduced that to many people and recommended that they do it every day. And I know that you talk a lot about the power of morning routines or, you know, spiritual routines. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, routine is really, really important. And the reason that I, I do like the word routine still, I, I, I tend to shy away from, um, words that are a little bit more mechanical or masculine because I'm really tapping into like my feminine energy being in that state of flow. So routine, I still like that, but it, you could use the word flow if you like to, but it's just something that becomes automatic. You just do it. It's, it's kind of like every single day you get up and you just do those things. So you don't, you don't have to consciously decide, Um, But I like to use the word spiritual um, routine instead of mindset routine, because mindset only uh, touches on the intellectual plane and the physical plane. It doesn't it doesn't connect you spiritually. So it doesn't involve as much of your spirit. And so I like a spiritual routine because I want to feel my oneness. I want to feel my connection to everything around me, to spirit, to nature, to the rest of the universe. And then I'll go into, okay, what kind of mindset do I want to have today? And then, okay, what kind of habits do I want to hold today? So I really go through all, uh, all three planes, the spiritual, the intellectual, and the physical. And and make sure that I'm um, feeling wholeness in all of that mm-hmm. for the day. Mm-hmm. So what's an example then of your morning routine? Like what, what does that include? So this morning I woke up and I did a five minute little visualization to some beautiful music. I always listen to uh, p- the piano when I listen, I find, um, piano playing allows me to tap into emotion. So I just visualize my day today, how I want it to go, how I want it to feel. Um, I'm really focused on the word joy right now. So, um, I was just embodying the feeling of joy all day today. Uh, then I went for a beautiful walk. Uh, the walk allows me to connect spiritually, uh, especially to nature and to ground myself. And then I came and read for 15 minutes. I read a beautiful book on visualizations and the importance of imagination. Uh, and then I got going for the day with my matcha uh, and did a little meditation. Yeah. Well, that. you know, I think Kim was asking because she's a very big proponent of, of a morning routine. And she has one that uh, she really sticks to. Um, you know, she does not like to mess with it. And I think that, you know, mm. and, and that is really important because it does as you're saying, as she says, it sets you up for the day. And I think one thing that's really important for people to understand that we talk a lot about at the Wisdom Coalition is, you know, if you want to change your life and you want to change your mindset and you want to have more joy, you know, you've got to work at it. It's not a once Mm -hmm. and done. And so what you're saying is, you know, Mm -hmm. if we want to attract this life we want, we have to first understand what it is. And then we have to take those very important steps, um, not just once, but over and over again, correct? Yeah, every single day. And when you realize that that on button is always on, you're always attracting, your your thoughts become a lot more powerful than you've given them credit for. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. So when I start thinking some negative things, some unproductive things, I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. Is this really what I want to bring more of into my life? Mm. Yes or no? Usually we think about what we don't want. And then we're actually attracting what we don't want. So I always switch it 
to what would I love to happen right now? What emotion would I love to be in right now? And what experience do I want to have while I'm here in this body on this earth? Um, when we are thinking more about how we want to experience life instead of how we are and what we don't like about it and release the judgment of that, we're able to just allow ourselves to surrender to just how incredible life can be. I love that. Well, and of course, I'm having this visualization of a pivot, which is the book, our first book, The Power of a Pivot, was basically what you're saying. You know, when you have something, I mean, we can control to a certain extent our thoughts in in terms of shifting and shaping them, but thoughts that come into our mind, you know, science tells us, you know, we don't have that much control over them, but when they come in, we can reach, you know, we can reframe them in ways that are more positive. So I also know you're a big proponent of journaling and in particular, something that you had said is, you know, answering the question, what do I think about myself Mm. in terms Mm. of uh, journaling practice and having that, you know, help you towards a practice of self-love. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, not many people will ask themselves uh, their own opinion of themselves. <laughs> it was it was not something that I ever considered. I was more concerned about what other people thought of me. And so we would we would often create an identity or a concept of ourselves based on what other people told us over our lives. And that became our reality. But once I determined that I wasn't actually I didn't need to be keep seeing myself the way I was. I became very inquisitive then. Okay, so I see myself as someone who is lazy. Well, why is that? I see myself as someone that is sensitive or emotional. Why is that? Um, are these beliefs that came from me? Did they come from somewhere else? And so um, like the lazy one, for example, I did a post on social media not long ago where, you know, the first the first thing I needed to do is become aware of the belief that I thought I was lazy. Then I found out, I started realizing why did I think I was lazy? Well, the world thinks that we need to work really, really hard, that we need to hustle, that we need to grind, that we need to get more degrees, go back to school, start another side business. I mean, I fell into a lot of these traps. Mm. Uh, and so anytime I wanted to have a nap, I felt lazy. Anytime I wanted to rest and watch a movie, I felt lazy. And so I was comparing myself to the shoulds in the world around me. I should do that. Um, But then I started to ask myself the question, what if I'm actually just more evolved and more aware and I understand that rest is important. It helps me when I do work to accelerate myself further. What Mm -hmm. if I'm following the law of least action? Nature finds the quickest, easiest way to get its job done. What if I'm just ahead of the curve? And I just, I didn't change anything about me. I just changed how I saw that belief about myself. So I don't think I'm lazy. I think I'm innovative. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I just was, was hoping you'd give us a final thought on, you had said just a few minutes ago, you said, usually we think about what we don't want and then that's what we attract. So for someone like me, who's kind of new to this concept. So what you're saying is we need to think more actively about what we want and just push out the thoughts that are about what we don't want. Yeah. So most of the time we think about what we're seeing with our eyes. So for example, I will see that my business isn't where I want it to be. And then I'll judge it. I'll say, okay, I want my business to grow faster. I want to make more money. I want more clients, but they aren't there. So that feeling has uh, an energetic equivalent. 
it has an attraction. So I'm essentially just asking for my business to kind of stay in the same place. So instead, I'm going to say, okay, my business is at XYZ, no judgment. It just is what it is. How would I like it to be? And I'm going to say, well, I would love more clients. I would love more money. I would love that my revenue grows every single month. That would be really exciting. We start thinking about it. What happens? The energy you are in changes almost instantly. You, you start getting excited. You start feeling happy. You're attracting something different. So it's just not dwelling on how it is and focusing on how you want it to be and, and connecting emotionally to that feeling instead. Well, that was a great explanation. Thank you. That, that, uh, I can do that. that. Well, I've also heard it said that it's, you know, being grateful for it before it happens Mm. too. you know, putting the energy out there, like Mm. as if it already is. And that is what attracts it as Mm. well. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a, I actually have a gratitude journal manifestation for gratitude, uh, on, on Amazon. And I actually suggest that you do five things in the morning that you're grateful for that you have today, you see with your eyes in your life, and then five things that you're grateful for that you're bringing into your life that you're attracting. Awesome. Well, tell folks where they can uh, find you, please, Kathleen. Yeah. So we already mentioned YouTube. So uh, the YouTube channel is Kathleen Cameron. Um, And then social media is probably going to be your next best place. Instagram, Kathleen Cameron Manifests, or on Facebook, Kathleen Cameron. All right. Awesome. Well, such a great discussion. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, it was my absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Well, that's all we have time for. Thank you to our sponsor, Perfect Six Marketing, a trustworthy marketing extension of your business, bringing your brand to the world. For more information, go to perfectsixmarketing.com. And until next time, remember, stay connected to your why, feel your core energy with joy, and live your life from the inside out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you find some joy today.